Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Their leader bade thumb advance, stepping warily over the little heaps of baskets. This the brothers did. But as Nod passed each string in turn and saw it swinging softly over the sheer precipice, and all the ten faces with pale eyes blinking sadly up at him out of their fluff of hair, he thought he should certainly be toppled over and dashed to pieces. At last, however, all three were safely passed by, but the rocky ledge was here so narrow that Thimble could not even turn himself about to thank the mountain mulgars for their courtesy, nor to watch them climb back, one by one, to their mountain path again. On and on, up, ever up, climbed the ribbon-like path winding about the granite flanks of Cush. Once Nod lifted up his face, and saw in one swift glimpse the glittering peaks and crest of the mountains rising in beauty, crowned with snow, out of the vast sun-shafted precipices. He hastily shut his eyes, and his knees trembled, but there could be no turning back now. He followed on close behind his fat, panting brother, until suddenly Thumb left back to a standstill, shouting in a voice of fear, "'Oh, ho, ho! Illa, ulla, illa, ulla, oh, ho, ho!' "'Oh, Thumb, why do you call ho like that?' said Nod anxiously. "'Back, back!' Thumb cried. "'Do steep of dats!' Nod stooped low on the smooth rock and under the tatters of Thumb's metal-hooked coat, stared out between his brother's bandy legs. He simply looked out of that hairy window straight into the empty air. They stood like peering cormorants at the cliff's edge. The path had come to an end." Thumb whined softly and coughed, and a faint stream rose up from his body. "'We must go back,' he barked huskily. "'Yes, brother,' said Thimble softly. "'But I cannot go back. If I turn, down I go. But if you two can turn, down go will I.' "'Tishnar, oh, Tishnar!' cried Nod in terror. "'The hills are dancing!' "'Softly, child,' said Thumb. "'It is only your giddy eyes rolling. What's more?' he said, pretending to laugh. Those old hairy men of the mountains, even if only Miramuts, must have come from somewhere. Where they came from we can go to. Oh, and a ho! he called. Why do you call a ho, Thumb? whispered Nod with tight shut eyes. Both together, Thambula, muttered Thumb. A ho, a ho, a ho! they bawled. Their voices sounded small and far away. Only a bird screamed in answer from the chasm beneath. The sun blazed shadowlessly over the peak of Cush, upon the three Mulgars, standing motionless, pressed close against the steaming rock. To Nod the minutes crawled like hours, while he crouched sick and trembling, clutching Thumb's rags to keep him from falling. 
Thimble, my brother, at last called Thumb softly, could you, if little Nod twisted himself round, straddle your legs enough to let him creep through? We old gluttonous fellows were never meant for mountain climbing, and standing here over the great misty pot. But just then it seemed to Thumb he felt, light as the wind, something softly pluck at his wool hat. Very, very slowly, and without a word, he lifted his head and looked up looked straight up into the sorrowful hairy face of a man of the mountains dangling the last of a long chain from a rocky parapet above why says thumb looking into his face what then up up said he in a thin lisping munza tongue making a step or loop of his long fringed arms this then was the stairs or ladder on which the travellers must climb into safety but thumb could barely touch him with the tips of his fingers he stood in doubt, staring up, and presently, down that living rope of Mulgars, yet another man of the mountains softly descended, and his arms just reached Thumb's elbows. "'Tread gently, Mulla Mulgar,' said this last with a doleful smile. "'You are fat, and our bladder is slender.' Thumb, with one white, dog-like glance into the deeps, took firm hold, and slowly, heavily, he climbed on from trembling Mulgar to trembling Mulgar, till at length he reached the top. "'Now, Nizanila,' said the last man of the mountains, "'it is your turn.' Up clambered Nod after Thumb, groping carefully with the palms of his feet from hairy loop to loop. But he was glad that the men of the mountains, as their custom generally is, dangled with their faces to the rock, and could not see into his eyes. At last all three were safely up and found themselves on a wide, smooth, shelving ledge of the mountain, about fifty mulgar paces wide, with here and there a tree or tuft of grass, and to the right a cascade of ice, roped with icicles, streaming from the heights above. But what most Nod blinked in wonder at were the small white mushroom houses of these mountain mulgars. More of a hundred of them were here, standing like snow-white beehives in the glare of the sun, each with its low round door, from which, here and there, a baby mulgar, with short fleecy and cane-coloured whiskers, stood on its fours, peeping at the strangers. When they were all three safely landed, one of the men of the mountains led them between the beehive houses to a cool, shadowy cavern in the mountainside. There he bade them sit down, while others brought them a kind of thin, sour cheese and a mess of crushed and mouldy aconuts. For these Arakaboan Mulgars will not so much as look at a nut fresh and crisp. It must be green and furred to please their taste. And while the travellers sat nibbling, a little meanly of the nuts and cheese, Thumb told the men of the mountains as best he could, in the Munza tongue, who they were, and why they were come wandering in Arakaboa. When Thumb in his talk made mention of the name of Tishnar, the mountain Mulgars that sat round them in a circle bobbed low, till the hair of their faces touched the cavern floor. "'The valleys of Assasimmon lie far from here,' said the first mountain mulgar in a shrill, thin voice, "'and the men of the mountains walk no mountain paths beyond the peak of Zut, nor have we ever dangled our ropes into the Amma's groves of Tishnar. I do not even know the way thither. It would have been go thin and come back fat, O Mulla Mulgars, if I did. Rest and sleep now, travellers.' We will bring you to the Malamuna Mulgar, that is lord or captain, of Gush, when he awakes from his glare. This glare, 
or shine is the name of the mountain mulgars give to the sleep they take in the middle of the day some little while before no shadow as they call it or noonday they creep into their mushroom houses and sleep till evening begins to settle so weak their eyes become or are by nature that they rarely venture out by day to go nut-gathering in the valleys and often then even many go bandaged keeping touch merely with their tails it was in the midst of this noonday sleep or glare that the travellers had roused them with their halloo at evening they awake and when the moon is clear their ladders may be seen near and far drooping over the precipices and they go walking with soft shambling steps from ledge to ledge even the least of them have no fear of any height their children of an evening will sit and eat their suppers their spindle legs dangling over a depth so extreme that no munza mulgar could see to the bottom left alone the mulla mulgars who had been climbing many hours now and felt stiff in legs and back were glad to roll themselves over in the fleeless sand of the cavern and soon were all three asleep end of chapter fourteen